Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to be talking about whether you cuddle enough. And really what this question is getting at is the disparity between different types of um, in. Uh, preferences with physical touch. So there are people that are high sex drive but have a low physical touch love language and there are people who have a high physical touch love language and a low sex drive. And um, it's not always that physical touch is the same as um, a high sex drive. And with many guys it is this but it's frequently not for women and we can talk about it. So um, before I do that, I want to tell you guys to subscribe. My most recent one was about how uh, how to tell your partner that they're not doing something well. And next one will probably be something about couples or family. I mean, I don't really know. They're always interesting. At least I think so. <laughs> but um, anyhow, uh, so getting back to this. So the idea here is that people can start out with a high physical touch love language, but then their hormones change. So this is mostly women, but it can be some men too. But mostly what, I, what I'm talking about with a high physical touch love language and a low sex drive are females. I mean, there are a lot of females with a high sex drive when they're in you know the early stages of dating and a high physical touch love language. They're always cuddling and, and touching you and stuff. And then their sex drive goes down because their hormones go down. Now, frequently what happens is they keep trying to cuddle and things like that, but the guy doesn't want to anymore because he feels like every time that he cuddles her and she doesn't want to have sex, he feels like he's all turned on for nothing and he feels resentful. So then the guy ends up, you know, kind of cutting off his nose to spite his face and he ends up with no cuddles and no sex and the woman has no cuddles and no sex. Now, the way to kind of work around this is to understand that some women with a high physical touch love language take a while to get warmed up and their sex drive isn't as instantaneous uh, as it used to be, the sexual response, but that doesn't mean that it's not there at all or can't be there with enough touching and cuddling and foreplay and things like that. Um, but obviously the non-sexual physical touch has to go before we even move into the foreplay. So there's a lot of women that'll get in the mood if they're cuddling enough and if they get a massage and things like that, but the guy um, has tried too little of the non-sexual physical touch and so he thinks that if he gives her a five-minute massage, it doesn't do anything. Well, he's right because it doesn't. But if he would have given her a 20-minute massage, it would get her back in the mood because she's overall a physical person. Just her her hormones have taken a hit with monogamy, childbirth, having kids, aging, perimenopause, uh, antidepressants, birth control, and all of the various things that can impact a woman's sex drive. So what about the converse situation? Are there people with high sex drive and low physical touch need? Yeah, 
a lot of people, <laughs> you know, more people than people think. So a lot of men, they have, they feel like a physical need for sex and desire, but they don't really like the cuddling part. And if those guys can learn that the cuddling part and the massage and the foreplay and whatever uh, really gets them a lot more sex and makes the woman happy, then they can be converts to a physical touch love language. But if they've never really felt a need for it, then it's kind of hard to explain it. And so that's what I, you know, I'm trying to do here is trying to explain this thing that um, that that is really a touchstone of 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 disagreement and hurt feelings and misunderstandings in many relationships because women frequently ask for more cuddling and kissing and things like that and the guy just uh doesn't do it because he doesn't want to end up uh feeling upset and disappointed when he doesn't get any sex later so the way to come together on this issue, as with so many others, is for both people to try to understand the other's perspective. So from the perspective of often the the woman is often the person who says that she wants the hugs and cuddles, but then doesn't always want it to turn into sex, try to understand that if it never turns into sex, then that is not really being... Um, you know, uh, good giving and game, you know, in, in any way, not just sexually, but in terms of understanding your partner. So it doesn't really show a lot of empathy if you can never understand why somebody who is close to a person that he loves physically then would not, um, in the absence of more regular uh, sexual contact, because, you know, this is a situation that mostly happens when the guy feels he's not getting sex enough, um, you know, why he would do this. It's kind of not really that hard to understand. From the the other perspective of the guy who doesn't really like the cuddling because a he doesn't really like it and b it turns him on so then he wants to have sex so then he stops the whole process before it could get uncomfortable try to understand that this means that you're cutting her off from her body and from under from 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 enjoying her physical self an aspect of which is this cuddling and touching you don't ever want to cut your wife off from any physical pleasure. <laughs> this is bad long term because if you are seen as something that obstructs her from getting physical pleasure, even non-sexual physical pleasure, if her love language is physical touch, so if you are the guy who won't cuddle, you know, then when she sees you instead of her body uh, associating you with physical pleasure and therefore wanting sex, she associates you with be feeling thwarted and obstructed and frustrated. That is not how you want your wife to view you right? Because then she is going to pull away even more, which is probably what's happened now. How are people made into cuddlers or not cuddlers? Well, there is like a temperament, you know, of just liking physical touch. That is an innate thing. And it's genetic as well as environmental. If people grew up in a home where there was no hugging and no cuddling, where when people watch TV, they all watched it in their separate little seats, you know, and they weren't touching each other, that's very different from a family where the default is to cuddle on the couch and be kind of in a heap, you know, or at least next to each other. You can just observe this in different families. Like there's some, you know, uh, parents and children that are always touching each other and um, cuddling and hugging and sitting next to each other and playing with the hair and all of that kind of thing. And then there's families where that's really not the norm. And if somebody were to do that, they would be looked at like a weirdo. So um, this it, it is very important to never underestimate the role of your family of origin and that family culture in shaping you. 
You know, you didn't, it, it's very narcissistic to think that um, you just came out the way you are because you're who you are. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. And you don't think that for your own kids, I'm sure. You know, you think that you have a big impact on them. So never underestimate the amount that your parents and how they acted impacts you. You know, and if you're, um, th- this, you know, is is essential in empathy because it's really not your partner's fault how they were raised in any sort of sense. So if you just think of your husband, let's say, as somebody who's so goal-oriented and so selfish that the only kind of touch he wants is sex, well, I mean, how was he raised? You know, yeah, he may be a guy that's not wired to really like cuddling, but I'll bet you anything that he was in a household where cuddling was not the norm and would be considered something strange. So that's not really his fault. So it can promote empathy to try to understand that maybe he could have come out more cuddly and more touchy-feely if he had been in such a household, and he wasn't. So he disconnected possibly from the part of himself that loved hugging and cuddling because if there's none on offer, then you don't want to keep putting yourself out there for it. So this is textbook avoidant attachment, a, a big part of it. Not that every household without cuddling has to lead to avoidant attachment children. It's more of the fit between the child and the household. So if, if let's say you are a child that loves hugs and cuddling and you go over to your mom and she always says, go play, go play, kind of don't touch me, I, I'm hot, I'm cold, I'm busy, then, you know, you feel rejected. If, however, you're a kid that doesn't really even approach for hugs because you're just a busier kind of kid that doesn't really feel that need, that sensory need for touch, then you don't approach your mother like this and you don't have any uh, any way to get rejected because there's nothing to be rejected from because you're not asking for anything that she doesn't want to give you. You're asking maybe for a sandwich or something like that, which she does want to give you or to read you a book, which she does want to do. So within families, there's the shared variance of parenting across siblings, but then there's the unshared variance, which that's the way that you talk about it with um, in, in research about siblings and parenting, but what it really means is that every sibling has a different experience in the home based on the interaction of their own personality, birth order, etc., with that of each parent. So all and this is why a lot of times people go into therapy and they say, I had a really bad childhood, but my sister says I'm crazy and we had a good childhood. This is because the sister had a different sort of personality and was maybe treated differently, which was also based on her personality and the goodness of fit with each parent, etc. And so, yeah, two siblings can have extremely different experiences within the same family, even if they were very close in age, particularly, honestly, if they were very close in age sometimes, because then the birth order is more amplified, because then the mother is more stressed out by adding another child into the mix so soon after the first or the second or the third or whatever. So if you're looking back to understand the origin of how you guys think about physical touch differently, then that is already better than the blame game, right? So instead of blaming one another, you could say, oh, like how did we grow up and how does that impact us? And in what small ways could we change to be, you know, more responsive to what the other person needs? And this is very valuable and it's kind of the basis of all of couples counseling is understanding that you and your partner were raised differently, you're wired differently, you're trying to empathize and perspective take and to, uh, you know, shift it from blaming one another to understanding one another. And that's like a key thing that couples counseling helps with. 
Um, so what are the little things that you could do? You could try to cuddle more in front of the TV if that's not something that you usually do. You could make sure to go to bed at the same time and cuddle. I have a podcast recently on go to bed at the same time as your wife does. You could just try to touch one another when you pass in the hall or in, you know, when you're sitting down or anything like that. Try to be aware of whether your default is to go sit by yourself and if your partner is always kind of approaching you and hoping that you come over. Now, um, I I also do want to get to the situation, which I isn't really the focus of this. This one is really more, there's people who have a high physical touch love language and a low sex drive, or at least it's low because they're not getting enough physical touch that's non-sexual. There is, of course, also the situation, and this is more common, really, where the, um, and I talk about this one, this is kind of the representative one that I talk about when I talk about the physical touch love language, where the higher libido partner is the higher uh, physical touch partner also. And then the other one is low physical touch, and low sex drive. So that is the situation that I am more frequently talking about, and that is a larger disconnect, you know, and those those people are wired way more differently and were raised um, way more differently probably, you know. And um, so, so usually the person with a higher physical touch love language is going to have the higher libido. Those things are going to co-vary. But within women, particularly when they're tapped out by parenting, et cetera, et cetera, um, there are still women who started out with a high physical touch love language. And if you go back in time, she was very touchy-feely and huggy. Like a lot of guys, when I say, you know, but how was, like, you know, they say there was a big change in our sex life after kids. I was like, oh, yeah, really? Like, was there? And we go back and we think about what the sex life was like before because they've told themselves that the wife has just totally changed. This is so unfair. And then in the interest of understanding her better and not demonizing her, we're like, wait, what was it really like before? Was there evidence that she liked physical touch? And they're like, well, she was never really touchy-feely, I guess. I mean, I was always trying to approach her, hug her, kiss her more. But, you know, we still had sex a couple times a week, so I figured it was fine. That is not a woman with a high physical touch love language. Her libido was not that high to begin with. Now it's gone down within monogamy. Like, don't blame that woman for shit. I mean, don't blame your partner for anything in general. But, um, that is not a situation where she was selling herself as a high physical touch person and touching you all the time. And then, I mean, this never happens, but like guys uh, have this thing where they think that women do bait and switch. And there's no woman that's like, you know what I'm really going to do is I'm going to like stroke his face a lot and snuggle in his lap. But then as soon as I get my that ring on my finger, I'm going to stop. Like that doesn't happen. That's not reality. But, um, and if you go back, you can tell if your wife was a high physical touch love language person by remembering how she acted in the honeymoon stage. Was she physically touching you a lot non-sexually? Forget about the sex. Just put that in its own category. And even within the sex, did she cuddle afterwards or did she get right up and wash herself and and stuff? You know, like you can tell. So don't don't tell yourself like, oh, she kind of sold herself as this high physical touch person when she wasn't. No, you were in love. You looked at her. You were having enough sex and you're, you know, you were thinking unclearly like somebody drunk in new love does who doesn't have a lot of experience as nobody does when they don't have a lot of experience because uh, they're young. And uh, you thought that she was a cuddly... You were hoping so much that you were attuned in that way that you saw it as though you were, but you never were. So a deep understanding of how somebody always was can really help with empathy and with the objectivity that is needed to kind of take things where they're at and progress from there. 
All right. So I hope that this was useful to you and, and to think about different ways to incorporate non-sexual physical touch if there is a partner that is yearning for that. And uh, I will talk to everybody soon. Have a great day.